0: Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer,
1: and I'm Brian Park. And this week, Youngmi, we are kicking it old school. It's just the two of us this week.
0: Yes, talking about our feelings.
1: Talking about our feelings. We decided back to, to our re- roots. Back to our OG roots. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so we're going to talk this week about a topic that was brought up on our Instagram live, that which is Wednesdays at 930 Eastern Time. If you haven't checked it out yet, please join us. You can ask whatever you want. It gets pretty embarrassing I always have a cocktail so by the end I'm real loose (laughs) telling it like it is (laughs) Um, so if you haven't joined us yet please join us but last week um, we sort of touched on a topic I just brought it up codependency and people were like yes please talk about codependency so that's what we're gonna talk about this week
1: but before we get to
0: that and again disclaimer we are (laughs) not mental health care professionals so nothing we say is legitimate. <laughs> although, <we're> gonna <laughs>
1: although Hesu Joe, previous guest, an actual mental health professional, did tell us that as real people, our advice is as real as it gets.
0: That's the best we can do. Just tell <laughs> you what we, <laughs> so don't, you know take everything we say with a large grain of salt a himalayan pink salt lamp (laughs) just choke on a himalayan
1: pink salt lamp and die after this podcast
0: ryan's telling you to die oh my god please don't don't listen don't listen to him before we get to our quack ass advice, Brian, how are you feeling?
1: <laughs> Before I jump into how I'm feeling, uh, when we when you described our OG roots, where it was just two people talking about their feelings on a, into a microphone, uh-huh. that in and of itself sounds like a psycho quack ass podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> two people who don't know what they're talking about ask each other for help (laughs) welcome to feeling feeling asian what could possibly go wrong (laughs) um two two people with failed romantic lives and failed comedic careers ask each other how do i fix it brian (laughs) 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 oh god why okay how are you feeling brian
1: Alright, so you know that feeling where you are this perfect combination of bored, but then also (laughs) very horny? And so you deliberate on a risky DM. You (gasps) just risk it all. Yeah. And you suck it up, and you Uh swallow your dignity, and you're like, you know what? I am the perfect combination of bored and horny. I am going to send this risky DM to my (laughs) Instagram crush and then you send it and then they leave you on read. You know that feeling? Because that is exactly what happened to me (sighs) last night and that is how I'm feeling right now. (laughs) Boy, do
0: I ever know that feeling. Being left on read is my... Is my, (laughs) I don't even know what to call it. You are the left on red. (laughs) My identity. Right.
1: You're the left on red legend.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, oh my God. Tell us more, Brian. That is, what do you mean Instagram crush? Like this is somebody that you've had a crush on for a long time?
1: No. Well, it's someone that I matched with on a hinge over quarantine. Yeah. And then we exchanged Instagrams as a way, as a means to keep in touch with each other.
0: So you've been DMing? A l- oh wait, you've been DMing this person a lot. No, not? no,
1: never. I've, n- I've not been DMing at all. It's more like oh, peri- so you just matched. We just matched. We exchanged Instagrams, and then we were periodically liking each other's pics. Decided to send the risky DM, and yeah. absolutely got left on red.
0: Oh my god! And
1: yeah, you know that feeling, young me.
0: Yeah, I know know that feeling, Brian. You know that
1: feeling? Yeah, that's the feeling I have right now. Wait, what
0: was the DM? What was the DM?
1: (laughs) The DM was... (laughs) Okay, so the DM was, Hey, we matched on Hinge during quarantine. I'm finally settled back in the city. Uh, Do you want to meet up and go for a walk sometime?
0: Oh, that was the DM.
1: That was a Yikes. DM. Nothing yeah,
0: that, nothing <laughs> to be misunderstood there. Clear as day. Clear
1: as day. Hey, Ooh.
0: do you want to just you? hang Ooh. out? <laughs> that was last night?
1: That was last night. However... What time? Uh, this was around like 8.30 p.m.
0: Okay, I need all the facts right now. I'm, I'm yeah. calculating. Okay, 8.30 yeah, yeah. p.m. However, so she, I do... She wasn't asleep. She, she was did not read asleep. it.
1: She was fully <laughs> awake. She was... Probably, you know, doing the same thing, contemplating a risky DM herself, and <laughs> she gets a fucking quack ass DM from me, and decides to put my ass on read.
0: Oh my god! However,
1: uh, my so condolences. yeah, but that's <laughs> it's okay. I think I'll be <laughs> all right. But this touches on a larger feeling of, I, I guess, horniness I've been experiencing because by the time this podcast is released i will be done with my new york quarantine Mm -hmm. and i don't know young me i'm like kind of nervous and kind of looking forward to dating a little bit because i i scared you're scared for me i young me i don't i haven't gotten laid in i fucking don't know how long it has been yeah (laughs) like uh you know how in prison movies they put like a tally mark since mm-hmm. like the time to indicate the time they've been in prison yeah i have the same thing in my room but it's just like how long it's been since i have gotten late <laughs> and you know how the camera shows like all the tallies and you're like wow that's a really yeah. fucking long time yeah. it is my wall looks exactly like that okay. <laughs> and I feel,
0: uh, like I'm gonna, <laughs> I feel like i'm gonna like look in the back of your room behind you and you're gonna have like a volleyball with a bloody handprint on it and you're like that's sarah <laughs> Don't talk to her. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> Wilson. <But laughs> I do have. What'd you say, b- Wilson? I'm just kidding.
1: I have a very very funny story for you, and it what? is. What? Uh, so I have a, an online date planned for this Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, and so
0: how are we supposed to feel sorry for you that you were left on red when you already have another date lined up? How are mm. we supposed to feel sorry for you, Brian?
1: It's called Netflix's Dating Around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> get ready for this. So Okay, I'm ready. Uh, our mutual friend, Dylan, he is one of mm-hmm. my best friends. He was in my neighborhood yesterday, so he texted me and was like, hey, are you at home? Uh, I'd like to see you. And so we hung out on my stoop for a little bit, and mm-hmm. he asked me the question. He was like, hey, so are you... What's going on with you, man? Like, are you uh, going on any dates? Like, what's your love life look like? And I was like, Yeah, actually, uh, I'm, I'm like ready to go on a date again, and I'm going on a date with this girl. Oh no! What do you, what do you think? And he was like, Dude, I oh, literally no. got her number last night, and I have a plan to go on a date with her next week. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god. 8 what 8 hell? million people in New York City and <gasps> two best friends same girl
0: <laughs> Wait wh- okay so how did you meet this person can you uh, can you say on Yes so that's so random it wasn't even like the, like somehow no. a mutual friend Not whoa, like a mutual ho, 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 friend party ho, 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 ho. same Wait where did <laughs> Holy shit where did Dylan where did Dylan hinge. meet her Okay that fuck Yeah yeah That yeah, is Yeah, yeah. Amazing, so funny. I know you should both go on dates with her. Don't tell her. Well, what do you think is the
1: move there? I was kind of like, should we just both go on? I don't. Yeah,
0: and see what happens. Who who cares? We're all adults. And then if you know, I mean, obviously if will my feel will my
1: feelings get hurt if she likes him more? Absolutely.
0: (laughs) But then what if she likes you more? And then what if you don't like her and she likes you or Dylan doesn't like her and he you know who knows what's going to happen.
1: I know. It's just a I think it's just a really funny the story. The worst
0: case scenario is if she likes him and doesn't like you. That's going to hurt your feelings. But you know uh,
1: but you know as uh he's white and I can just chalk it up so to racism. You can just be <laughs> like she's racist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then but then if she likes you better dylan can't say shit
1: <laughs> true 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 you're just
0: a better person
1: <laughs> i'm i am that's it that's exactly it i am just a better oh person god. and if she likes him more then she's racist
0: that's science <laughs>
1: folks that's science
0: so why don't you tell her that on the date and then she'll be
1: <laughs> oh god <sighs> But yeah,
0: that's uh, that's what's been going on with
1: me. Just sending risky texts, getting left on read and going on, about to go on a date with the girl Wait. who's going to go on a date with my best friend.
0: It's bothering me that you're saying left on read. Is it left on red or left on, can you say both ways?
1: I say left on red, but you said left on read. So I just assumed. Brian,
0: are you joking? You said left on read and I said left on red.
1: Well, we have the recording, so we'll let the listeners decide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, funny funny how reality shifts in the minds of... (laughs) That's crazy that we both think that we did... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna listen back listeners i'm so excited because i know i'm right but <laughs> back to
1: our og roots just a fucking <laughs> quack ass time <laughs>
0: both of us both of us like um accusing each other of being wrong and not knowing english um <laughs> <laughs> Young Lee, how
1: are you feeling
0: <laughs> okay not to because uh, your story was so funny not to be serious but you know obviously we had a very intense serious episode last week yeah, um, so for our listeners I who think, didn't yeah. listen
1: to last week's episode, we had young we had mm-hmm. a highly esteemed chef and young me's ex-husband Danny Bowen on it.
0: And you know we we talk about accusations very, very serious accusations that have been put out um, against him, which you know, as somebody that's been around the business and around the other person and Danny, I, I kind of feel like I had background information. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to say it. And I knew that a lot of people were going to see me as being somebody that was coming in to defend somebody that did something wrong. Right. Um, but this is a very complicated story. And, you know, as somebody that has a very painful history with sexual violence and rape, in no way am I ever going to defend somebody has had done that or whatever. And I, you know, it. this is like, obviously... A very in- okay. This is a very intense like shift of like conversation, <laughs> but you know, like I just wanted to be like I know what the optics of that look like, and I wanted to like sort of address like, um. Oh, first of all, I didn't get en- any negative messages, which was surprising because the internet is like so full of broken, terrible people. But right. nobody was negative to me, and I feel like I th- I think the I think my strength as a person. And through this podcast is my authenticity, and I think that really does shine through. And I'm I, and scared
1: I that you are just I'm enticing gonna, gonna the trolls <laughs> to just shit on you <laughs> as soon as this is released. Oh,
0: you know, I've you got, got I've got no
1: negative messages. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying it's because I think it's like when you are very truthful and authentic, and and sh- tell people, yeah, you, d- you know, like everything that you know to your knowledge own right. up to and, and then with a lot of nuance and insight there isn't really much people can say i think you know like what can people say to me do you know what i mean like i said i said everything i didn't like you know obviously i have a bias i'm a human being i see things from my perspective but <clears throat> but there were like i think a, a few like people that were very nicely sort of being like oh you know like don't defend this person or something like that and i was like yeah i don't i don't know. How, I don't know how to explain to people how like what it's like to be a divorced person mm. because, you know, I I mean, especially th-
1: within Asian communities, people well, are like, very hush hush like, about that. Y-
0: yes, it's my ex-husband. Yes, it's the father of my child. Yes, I'm in business with him, but I am divorced from him. Like, do you yeah. realize there was something, something not jiving with me and him and that need. like that needed to end and yes we're very good friends and I there's a level of trust and belief that I have in him but like I am not like you do you know what I mean I'm not like blinded by this person by love or anything like that I I truly feel like I have a very clear nuanced realistic view of my ex-husband right and I you know like I feel like if anyone in this world which is a complicated world can have like Sort of a clear nuanced vision of somebody, it's somebody that, that's divorced mm. to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Like, it's somebody, like, if you want somebody to give you a real, I mean, maybe not, maybe, because most of the time it's like truly negative. And I did have a very negative view right, of my right. ex husband for a long time. Right. But like, I feel like there's enough time that's passed there's that now <laughs> I can like sort of see with things. A,
1: with, a, with a divorce comes enough disagreement that it balances the perspective.
0: yeah like you know there's no part of me that feels a need to defend him we're two separate entities we do own a business together but like at this point not to be dramatic but like (laughs) it's the the restaurant industry is over we're 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 just kind of like walking around the like the fallout like a broken city trying to like put pieces of like pots together and that, it's not that it's is the most dramatic
1: visual ever
0: <laughs> no but I'm, I'm just saying like you know we 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 have a business that's you know like still not gonna work probably we don't know yeah. and like there's yeah, yeah. nothing really there's nothing really for me to protect at this point you know right I mean, right it, but i do have this thing where i'm just like i just need for people to know the facts right i have that need yeah. um, also and then i guess can i just kind of can like, i just what?
1: mention that yeah hearing you just describe your relationship to your ex-husband right now kind of illuminated something in me where I also had that bias where I just sort of assumed that you're going to side with him because he is your ex-husband. Yeah, of course. It's natural. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't take into consideration that yeah, like you got divorced for a reason. Like you did this thing, and there's flaws in it, and yeah. that's that's an indication in and of itself that, um, it's not like a 100% blanket support of this person. You know, like, yeah, and you know, like yeah, a divorce and is the manifestation of that, where at a fundamental level there is disagreement that exists.
0: Yep, and there, you know what? And I've been extremely critical of mm. Danny, and I've, um, and I continue to be very critical of him, and I call him out on shit. I, I was calling him out on shit during our marriage, mm. um, you know, like, and then obviously he's owned up to a lot of the stuff. Some of the accusations are totally not true, but some of them are true, and he's owned up to them. Right. Um, and I've, I saw that that part, and we've had, we had arguments. And there you know, part of that was like what led to our separation. But sure. <clears throat> another thing I was gonna say about that is Danny, there's he has big pers- personal issues, and then obviously last week we delve into his childhood, which was like not a like a excuse, but sort of an explanation of the source of all of his issues. Right. Those issues that he has with his personality, being somebody that was married to him for ten years, I did not escape escape being touched by those issues do you know what Mm. i mean Mm. like i don't it's it's another like nuanced layer of the story i'm not here defending somebody when you know for things that they did to me which are personal problems i'm not going to bring it up you know for i mean i i will bring it up maybe later if it has like a mental health like theme to it but we had some personal problems and we you, i just i just hope people see me as like a nuanced critical self-thinking individual do you know what mm-hmm. I mean like mm-hmm. i I hope like I know that the like the instinct is for everyone to be like oh she's defending him but that's not how this is we're just you know I'm just showing w- what I believe to be true in my perspective um yeah. anyway so this week I've been thinking a lot about like again I know that you hate it when i like t- take all the blame and i'm not taking all the blame but i was thinking about my role in like the restaurant Uh and i i see danny and i like what really breaks my heart is that when we started the restaurant we were also being severely like abused by our the people above us right like I also went through all the sort of, like, abuse that everyone's talking about that's in the restaurant industry being a server. Oh, like,
1: you mean when you first started in the restaurant industry? Yes. By your By the business
0: owners and the managers and everyone above me. Like, literally the second someone got promoted right above you, and this happens to this day, they take it out on the person right beneath them, and that's just the restaurant industry. And I see a lot of people now that, like, I've seen as really cruel people coming out and trying to, like get mad at all the chefs, which they should be, but they also were, you know, like part of the cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when we started the restaurant, we were like, we're going to not, we're never going to do this to other people. And then what yeah. ha- what happened was I realized that the whole industry was so toxic that I like checked out. So as soon as we opened the restaurant, I was like, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Mm. You know, Danny, you take care of it. And Danny sort of like had to like fall into the role and be like mean boss and throw things at people, you know, like stuff like that, because that's yeah. how you that's how everyone exists. And and my my reaction to the toxic environment was being like, I don't want anything to do with this. My hands are clean, which is the like something I have to be accountable for, because I, you know, like I've said over and over that's not my hands are clean. That's me being like afraid to fucking get in there and fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's,
1: yeah, me, yeah.
0: that's me being like, I'm going to sit at home and like you're reap still aware of it, benefits. Yeah.
1: But you're just not. Yeah.
0: So I was like, I'm going to sit at home, reap all the benefits, not have to deal with it. Cause it's so scary and everyone's so mean. I don't want to go in there and like come in and be like, hi everyone. And then leave. Cause I'm scared of everything. Like okay. that, that is like harmful, and I feel like the reason why I wanted to say that is because there's so many people I think that have a hand in like broken toxic systems, like I do. Their piece of the puzzle is negligence and uh, an allowance, and right. that's like that's like the that's like the underside of active the active part of it. Um, and so I've been thinking about that a lot, and then I. And so I got... I just want to talk about this one message I got real quick before we get into codependency. Okay. So I got this message from somebody and... But it kind of scared me in a way because they reached out to me and then they were like saying... They said something like, Oh, I'm really bummed out that you and your ex-husband decided to put all the blame on somebody else. Mm. And then they said something like oh this person X was the victim and I can see that they also victimize other people and I I remember seeing their comment and I was like or their message and I was like it's interest I I like I was like I can't understand how somebody would listen to that podcast and say we were putting all the blame on somebody else you know because we did we've been taking all the blame for years And then we said one fact. I was like, oh, like, did we not take enough blame? Like, I was, like, um, sort of criticizing myself. Like, oh, was I trying to push blame off somebody else? And I was like, I don't know. I feel like we were careful to be like, no, it is our fault. But we just want to, like, share some facts, some other facts. Oh, but then the person that messaged me told me that they were an employee of a restaurant that also went through like a high profile
1: right uh, now at least to me i can see how she interpreted it that way because as like as like as accountable as you and danny uh, as much ownership of you know past transgressions and like exercising accountability like that's what you guys did for most for like most of the last week's episode you know anytime you do implicate someone else in being part of a toxic system, it yeah. does feel a little bit like, well, it's not just me, there's other people like th- yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: I can totally see that so well, I, think, I
1: i yeah. like I understand i, I see i uh, I know where you're coming from, obviously, like we yeah. have a lot of private discussions that don't get aired out in public, and uh-huh. I know the full scope of you as a person yeah, and you know not all of it is always uh transmitted on this podcast but mm-hmm. again like we presented some information and in the process it is just like it's all truthful and you have the receipts and you have like you you can fully back these claims up and uh, it implicates another person and uh yeah, it is for moving uh, for around for some
0: blame for sure
1: right and so y- again like people's Experiences are different, and we all have our implicit biases. Where if you, right, it shapes the way we process information. And right, but right. so
0: that's what I was gonna say. The so so I was like, first I was like, oh, like it's interesting that they said we're putting all the blame on one person because I was like, right, right. I, I do, I, I understand that we're bringing light new information to, you know, sort of like show a nuanced situation rather than one bad guy like that. I was like kind of like, like stressed out that somebody would read it as that. But then yeah. that person told me that they were involved in this other restaurant that had a very public, um, you know, like situation like Scandal ours. Scandal or, yeah. Yeah, scandal. And, and then I was like, oh, my God. And then they were telling me about, like, the sort of abuse that they were um, they were subjected to at their place of work. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, this person is coming from a situation that for them looks a lot like w- what our situation looks like, you know, okay. based on the knowledge that they know. And they're probably so hurt and there's probably so much, like, pain that they had to go through Mm -hmm. And for them to have that, that level of like pain and, um, that experience and be able to like reach out to me in such a kind and like thoughtful way. I was like, that's actually like amazing. That's something I don't even know if I could, that I could do. Mm. And it like gave me a lot of insight. Like, you know, people are bringing like their whole lives and their whole experiences you know when they hear stories like we're not just sitting here like blank pieces of paper being like give me the facts I'm a robot we all have like our our biases and our experiences and like that's including me and I guess I guess what I was just thinking about this week was like it's but it's hard for people like for me I'm like a child of psychological abuse the like the slipperiness of reality is really hard you know yeah. And I feel like in a lot of ways it makes me very adamant when I know the, the, you know, truth, like evidential truth. It makes me become very like this, yeah. But then, you know, there's a huge part of me that's always just like very conscious of the fact that I am a human being and I have like, you know, I have my biases and I have emotions and my emotions are like making me think a certain way as well. And But you know what? All I can do is be kind to myself and... Understand that about myself and use that to think critically and like, what else can I do? Yeah. So those are the thoughts as a, as a divorced person. Jesus. <laughs> what <I've-> a... <laughs>
1: Now I feel like a fucking idiot because I opened why? up top being like I am a horny and no to be honest Brian <laughs> you're, no honestly
0: your story was so fun and funny and my story sucked my story is fucking sad and depressing why the hell do I have to talk about this shit also this is like probably a joke and bad taste but I was like thinking I was this whole week I've been thinking like why what the fuck is happening in my life Brian like 10 years ag- 10 years ago my fucking boyfriend and i were frying chicken and for some fucking reason now i'm here what the fu- doing this fucking painful ass podcast what the fuck how did this ha- like i was like a year ago i was t- i was telling dick jokes on stage like what what why is this happening to me
1: i like, not that's a joke like don't
0: please take that with a grain of himalayan lamp salt but like (laughs) this is crazy isn't life so crazy
1: Oh, it's. it's did you ever
0: imagine i would never imagine a million years i would say shit like this to like thousands of people i've never met this is fucking nuts what the hell
1: (laughs) uh take me back take me back to my sweaty ass studio apartment with my boyfriend making fried chicken (laughs) please
0: (laughs) should we talk should we start talking about codependency Let's do it because we know nothing about it. Um, well, I kind of wanted to, you, like you were
1: pushing for this, you, you were very all about it on the IG live. So, well, because here's let's the thing, I th-
0: I've like, so here's the thing, like, I will tell you what my experience has been. My therapist, I don't know how she brought it up, she brought it up very lightly, and she brought it up like, not like that. I have codependent tendencies, but not actually during my divorce, but afterward when I was breaking up with my ex boyfriend. The uh-huh. most recent ex-boyfriend
1: uh-huh. and
0: she was like you know this might be helpful for you to read this book called codependent no more I looked mm. into it and it, it' like some it just didn't really you know like when when like you f- read something online or you hear something from a therapist and it clicks and you're like that's a problem that I have like with codependency yeah. I was reading about it and I was like it just didn't mesh with my personality.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: so I was like reading this book and I was like, some things really? I like really, because really. When yeah. you
1: when you mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about this on our podcast, I didn't really know much about it. And so I went online and just, t- I mean, first and foremost, I just typed in codependency and read on Wikipedia. And then that led splintered off into a bunch of different articles. And I had yeah. the opposite reaction to you where it kind of just clicked with me. And I was oh, like, really? I was like, oh, whoa, that, like I've experienced a lot of these things and felt a lot of these things. But I just didn't really have a word for it.
0: Mm. Ooh. Yeah. So I mean, I, just uh, yeah. just for our
1: listeners, I'm just going to read the first two sentences of the Wikipedia article for codependency. But then, you know, Young Me and I will obviously talk about it more at length. But just so that we're all on the same page here codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction poor mental health immaturity irresponsibility or underachievement among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity
0: Ooh, that's a that's one for me i feel like that's actually something that i feel a lot um, also, on the, I saw on the Wikipedia page that if you show three or more of the following, uh, I'm going to read a list. Number one, excessive reliance on denial, constriction of emotions with or without dramatic outbursts, depression, hypervigilance, compulsions, anxiety, substance abuse, has been or is the victim of recurrent physical or sexual abuse, stress-related medical illnesses, has remained in primary relationship with an active substance abuser for at least two years without seeking outside help. That might... You this might be is
1: going, our oh, ad yeah. read for WebMD. This
0: is just, <laughs> <laughs> this is just, we're just... Re- <laughs> hire <Yeah>. us. <laughs> if you experience... like, like a picture code FeelingAsian for
1: WebMD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, okay. So, also, I, ha- I want to mention that it is not... Codependency has not been included in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm. So... I, you know, I was, I was reading up on it a little bit, apparently because the word became really popular in the eighties due to a book about people that are living with people who are alcoholics. Um, and so I think a lot of like the stuff that you find online is in relation to if you are somebody living with a substance abuser, the people around them also have a mental illness to, to like sort of make that abuse happen. Okay. but there's like little, little strings of it. So, so, you know, that being all said, well, anyway, so like a lot of the stuff that you'll read online is about in relation to somebody that has like substance abuse problems. But I did read, I think the main thing to me that speaks to me is what, like, you know, when you first read the description. Yeah. Like, I just want to like
1: know. So your therapist introduced this to you. Yeah. Like, in what, f- in what context? Like clearly, you have experience with this. Oh, you know. Okay, So
0: so the so how it was introduced to me by my therapist was my ex boyfriend, not my ex husband, was did something. I'm trying to remember what it was, or said something, and I was feeling bad about it. Okay. And she and she was like, I remember she was saying like, you know, like it doesn't matter what he does. Like it doesn't matter if you are his girlfriend he is like an individual and you are an individual and like you're not like endorsing or approving of something someone like someone else's behavior doesn't belong to you essentially
1: someone so you are you saying that you have codependency you have a pattern of codependency
0: i think the crazy thing is so when my therapist recommended the book i read codependent no more and i was reading it like Being like, oh, my God, I used to be like this, and I'm not like this anymore.
1: Are you saying that in your previous relationships, when your partner would experience, like, let's say, like, a strong emotional response, you would take responsibility for that?
0: Is that what's happening? I um, I wouldn't take responsibility. Let me explain it sort of like in this, what we're going through right now. Like our, you know, our last episode, I had Danny, right? sure Danny's had some like very serious accusations in the past I feel like if Danny got like a serious allegation or uh, accusation I would feel like I did it
1: Mm. isn't that weird what what yeah okay well I mean yeah like that's I don't know why I'm reacting that way that's like (laughs) oh
0: let's say if someone said like Danny beat me up I'd be like I would feel guilty and I would feel almost like oh the like I'm going to get in trouble for that. Now, you know, in the last week, like I was just like processing all this information and I was like, oh, but that's not me. That's another human being going through that. I feel sorry for him or I feel sorry for this or I feel bad about that, but that's not me. Do you know what I mean?
1: Right, right.
0: And And it took this sort of situation happening to realize that in the past I was not like that
1: but you're not like that anymore you're saying
0: no no what but changed I, yeah because well, I, I still I, find I
1: patterns of codependency in myself and i'm asking wondering like whoa how, how did you overcome well, this like what changed in you? i
0: mean to be honest like a lot of things that i've overcome in therapy my therapist always says there's like a muscle memory there like for example whenever i wake up in the morning i feel a deep sense of shame and guilt right right um and so every morning i still wake up and i get that rush of shame and guilt Mm. But then I have to tell myself, you know, like I have like these like self-soothing mechanisms to help alleviate that. And so when this was all happening, you know, to Danny, I had like the initial like the muscle, the muscle does it by itself. You know, the brain muscle, like feeling like it's my fault and I did something wrong. And then I was like, oh, no, this is not this doesn't have anything to do with me. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't do anything wrong like this isn't me okay i'm different i'm a different person
1: uh, l- yeah that, that no, no that i like in fe- that makes a lot of sense i guess it's just hard for me to sort of i don't know conceptualize it because intellectually i get it but in practice like, it's like is it that easy i don't know i'm working through this shit myself and i don't wait so think you're saying so all.
0: you were so you were saying that you have the same codependent tendencies yeah like but
1: because it's like conditioned into me though i feel that a lot of asians are like this because i mean isn't in a sense like isn't that what filial piety kind of champions like like the, the, the yeah. part of like among the core characteristics of codependency is an excessive reliance on other people for approval and a sense of identity in that regard like isn't a lot of that our parents in a way that's like, basically yeah that's how like we were that's, raised. that's 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 how we're raised as asian people it's like respect your elders the approval of your elders is your worth is your value
0: and also you're the same as the whole you're part of the whole and the whole is you and you're all like one thing right
1: Right, and so, I mean, I noticed this in myself with my previous relationships, and I've I've, I've discussed this before where I, like, lose sight of myself. I don't know how I mm. feel anymore because I just act in accordance to what I think that my partner wants out of me as a good boyfriend. Right. You know? So it's like, I will, like, say and do everything I think my partner wants, like, just to make right. them happy. Because yeah. then I would, like, tell myself like okay well their happiness is what makes me happy mm-hmm. and then after a certain point i just start ignoring all of my own individual needs altogether
0: that's literally me in a relationship but you know recent recently i have like really dug out of it yeah yeah
1: and, I, and like i guess it is just as easy as like recognition I, and i guess i haven't put it into practice because it, no, it all bo- no, it all yeah. does boil down to like you said it's oh it's just like two individuals with their own separate thoughts and feelings and i mean that that groundwork yeah yeah
0: when i was raised i was raised very codependently and so that groundwork and that muscle is still there every you know like things will happen whether it's like even you know i was like i i don't want to say anything too like Cause i want to move away from you know danny's story but i, I like i just want to use it as an example something good will happen to him and i'll be like i'm happy and i'm like because like there's no room for before in the past there was no room for me to like just be happy for myself you know what i mean like there was right. no safe there was no safety there was no room for me to own anything so everything had to be sort of through the filter of somebody else right yeah um but you know like i'm saying i'm telling you that i'm moving away from that sort of thought process but it's it's a battle that i do every single day you know Mm. i feel i feel like you seem a little i don't know not upset but you seem like kind of distraught or or Mm. maybe just serious sorry i'm not like it's not like i'm cured of codependency you know it's like it's like something i have to tell myself every single day
1: i don't know um If anything, it's just like a pervasive sense of guilt. I feel guilty, especially in this moment right now, because we can point out flaws within these systems of a traditional Asian upbringing Mm -hmm. where there is like a strict hierarchy. Your needs are secondary to the needs of your family or your elders. And so I feel a little bit guilty in that I'm like criticizing it. if mm, that makes sense? But,
0: yeah, but it's... I'm not like, know, I like... I, deflect, think, again, I like, don't want to like deflect... Again, like I'm not... I don't want
1: to deflect blame onto it. Like I'm my own person. Yeah. I can... I have agency. I have actions over my own feelings. Like I'm trying to move past like this, th- this like... uh Because even when I first started going to therapy, like everything was so fresh where I was like, yeah, like this is how my parents raised me and that's their fault. Mm-hmm. Like this is how it happened. I'm not... Now I'm like... I feel Everything's weird yeah. or bad whenever I notice patterns f- that stem from, like, this strict East Asian Confucian upbringing, you know? Because y- you I'm, know, like, I, I, yeah. am, I, mean, I am responsible for my own actions. It's not, like, well, entirely the fault of some other no. thing and, like, just because we can put a term on it.
0: I think, no, I think, okay, importantly, I think there's, like, codependent tendencies in maybe Asian cultures. But I think it's actually... A big part of every family you know mm. like I think I know so many like of my white friends that have codependent parents that's another thing that you know you can look up where their their emotions are relying on their child's emotions and it's like a control mechanism it's like some you know like it's it's not just East like Asian families culturally we do maybe emphasize a lot of like obedience and not making sure somebody else matters before you but i see i just think it's it's just yeah uh,
1: yeah. i mean i'm just trying to make the connection with because that's my experience and i just i don't know i feel like it is more I, i mean even just based on like the research i've done they have like Uh, this 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 one journalist even attributed it to more to asian parents and british families because those parents are like more reserved and they're not as like emotionally expressive Mm. or emotionally giving like and that's how these codependent relationships start you know what i mean like a lot of uh, there's so many times where uh, where I, i i've talked about this amongst my asian friends where like We're criticized by our parents, but that's like spun into this thing where it's like an expression of love.
0: Mm. I mean, you talk about it all the time
1: where you're like, your parents criticized you. Yeah. And so, but then it becomes this like, oh, now it makes, now I understand what codependency is because then it's like, you're so, you're just trying so hard. You're like desperate to receive that approval from the other person because you never fucking got that.
0: It kind of, I feel like what we're discussing right now reminds me of what Heisu was talking about, where it's like, oh, you sort of like unearthed this part of our culture and it feels like we're betraying it because like now we unearth it and then it's labeled as pathological and we're like, no, this is part of our culture. And, you know, like that's that's the difficulty of like mental health issues and labels placed on them. And like the line between pathology and quote unquote healthy mental health like that that's where all of this is gets like very murky and like uncomfortable especially when you bring your culture and your race to it and uh, i can see why that is upsetting to you yeah and and i mean confusing
1: right absolutely and i guess that's just what i'm feeling right now and
0: because partially you know part of me codependency i'm like I don't want to feel shame and guilt for something somebody else did. I'm never, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fix my personality. So I don't feel that way. But there's a, there's like a part of me that's like proud of a lot of my Asian heritage and how my family works compared to like other, you know, like white families or other cultural families. Like I'm proud of some aspects of my, how our culture is and how our families relate to each other
1: Yeah, I I know what you're saying, but, okay, like, we put a label on it, we understand these behaviors, so, I mean, I guess for our listeners who do, who are interested in this topic, or now, like, have access to a term for these confusing, slippery emotions that you've experienced, like, uh, it seems that you have a pretty good grasp of how to overcome it, and you say it's as simple as just understanding that you're your own individual like that
0: no 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 that's not what i said no Brian. i'm saying it's a battle every day and Uh what what i have a muscle i have a muscle of guilt and shame because i was like forced to uh, own up to everything as a child that wasn't my fault i have to all i can do is when that happens under like acknowledge what's happening and know that where that's coming from and be kind to myself do you know what i mean Like when I get the muscle of codependent, like the guilt and shame, feeling guilt and shame for something somebody else did. When that happens to me, back in the day, I used to not know that that was wrong. I thought that Mm. I deserved to feel that way for something somebody else did. Now I know it's incorrect. So if, if that feeling comes and it's very overwhelming and overpowering, I'm like, you know, I take a second. I just tell myself I didn't do anything wrong. It's not my place to hold guilt and shame for somebody else. Mm. and then i just like that's that's literally all you can do and doing that repetitively it's the repetition of fixing the incorrect muscle you know memory in your brain that will that's therapeutic yeah and that will help you resolve mental issues and that's the work that people have to do in therapy as you know you can't like change something overnight you can't right. be like, oh, that's wrong. My brain has to stop doing that. That's not how it works. It, it, your brain will do the thing. And then afterward, you have to be like, that was, that's not true. And then the repetition of that will, you know, resolve it.
1: Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I'm like getting so cagey I, right now because. I can it's, see that. Uh, <laughs> no, just because this is like so novel the terminology and uh, this information is like very novel to me. And I think it's thrust me into this. uh, Cause you know, I I pride myself on a lot of the the progress that I've made. And I think I've made a lot of self-improvement, but um, this is just kind of like in a way reopening Mm. wounds or pain points of, uh, that require more improvement. And it's, um, yeah, I think I'm just getting cagey for that reason because I can, I can see that there are, like, I still have these, like, unhealthy patterns where I don't mm. uh, give myself permission to, like, treat myself with kindness in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. even, like, mm-hmm. the, uh, even, like, an aspect of uh, an indication of codependency is where you receiving, like, equal care from others feels really uncomfortable you know, Me like too. even if you, even if we're th- when you're sick, like let's say your ex or your partner wants to like take care of you and that feels really yeah. gross and icky.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that I, re- I relate to that. It feels <laughs> disgusting and it feels really, really bad. And I, I tend to brush aside like affection or words mm. of affirmation like very easily. But then when it's like criticism or something negative...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll absorb that and process it and think like this yeah. is what I'm deserving of and I
0: yeah I'm sorry I feel like this is very difficult for you to process and I can see that.
1: <laughs> it's a it's okay I mean it's but just I think uh, it's
0: interesting you know I th- this yeah. is this is again getting back to what I said in the beginning we're not professionals but it's nice to see somebody actually going through something I feel like that's somebody listening to you right now who has like a similar revelation, it'd be nice to hear you going through the same shit at the same time.
1: Right. And I mean, this is all shit that I <laughs> talked about as early as like episode two of this podcast, you know? Right. And like you said, I think it's just cause I haven't practiced this muscle memory where it's I go th- yeah. like I'm, I'm reverting back to old habits. Well, I mean, that's even the thing. Like that's even the thing
0: about th- mental health there is a lot of
1: quarantine. It's as simple as like, you know, we are all locked up and uh, you try to take and capitalize on moments of connection, like outside of your room. And there are instances where like, I'll propose to hang out with someone. And then Uh for whatever, for whatever reason, that's like independent of anything that I have that has anything to do with me. Yeah. Those plans can't, be executed but like what you said with your acts like then i just like fully take the blame and i'm like oh it's my fault mm-hmm. it's because i'm like a fucking boring person or like this idea was stupid yeah you
0: know? i mean that's so much untruth brian <laughs> can you believe your brain is telling yourself that, <laughs> 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 telling
1: yourself that? i fucking hate that's this. so I, much i, pain I hate my quack brain
0: <laughs> brian that's so sad that that's like stuff that you're none of that is true Isn't that terrible what kind of torture we put ourselves through every day? But I just want to say this, Brian, Um, what I was going to say about mental health and what you touched on is I'm telling you that, you know, with therapy, i i get reminded my therapist will remind me something like this and i'll try to i'll work on it right i'll have this repetition where i I try to i feel shame and guilt about something i didn't do i try to Mm -hmm. fix it i'm like oh Mm that i just look at it and go that's that's incorrect and then um, there'll be months of that when i'm really on top of it i'm doing good and then there'll be months where i don't do that and i revert back to this broken sad brain (laughs) and that's that's what it is like and then i'll it's like it's almost like working out you know like you you go three months run every day and you look fit and then you don't do it for five months because it's it's hard and there's like a cycle and we don't have to like constantly be working at it you know what i mean we can give ourselves it's hard to do this work we can rest and revert back to old ways and like go go at it when we have enough strength again and you should be kind to yourself, Brian. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you are such a bully to yourself, and I'm sorry because you don't deserve that.
1: It's okay. This is just like an opportunity for. Well, it's not your uh, fault either. Per- personal, personal homework. You know, I think it's as simple yeah. as maybe this next month I just need to be better about just, just distinguishing like personal boundaries of and like understanding that outcomes are not entirely always like the blame doesn't always fall on me you know
0: no even being left on red what if the person is just like what what if that person that left you on red just feels bad because they it's because like, i need that didn't get a haircut <laughs> like they couldn't get a haircut and they think they look bad because they did never got a haircut or, you never you don't know like i yeah, was like kind of kinda hesitant to meet up with people because i haven't had a pedicure in months and my feet look Ter- like like so that's like a reason <laughs> i would leave someone on red and that person probably thinks that i am being mean to them but i'm just insecure you don't know like nobody yeah. knows don't don't bully yourself and i have to say you know we were kind of being mean to ourselves being like we're not experts we don't know what we're saying but i have to say if i was somebody going through all these issues and i just heard you ryan park having this revelation while taping a podcast that would be very helpful for me and i would feel very much less alone knowing that someone else is struggling with this and you should give yourself credit for that because not a lot of people can do that shit on a podcast
1: i hate this
0: i hate this too (laughs) why are we doing this can we we just go let's go back into doing like stand-up comedy let's do hack stand-up comedy jokes I'm like
1: horny (laughs) Um,
0: i'm asian so i like eating i'm just kidding
1: (laughs) Yeah, Hack but I am I am glad that you because originally, like when you proposed this topic, I didn't know much yeah. about it. So I wasn't that enthusiastic about it. But um, I'm glad that you uh, pushed for this. And in doing so, I've kind of learned more facets about myself. And yeah, uh, yeah I hope that I don't sound like a fucking quacky Crazy person. No. Um, you sound
0: like a human being doing the work, trying to understand yourself, which is what all of us are trying to do. And you know what? Con- like, I pat ourselves on the back because at least we're like dealing with stuff like this. A lot of people still have this like ingrained idea of codependency. Like, even the people that were reaching out to me being like, Why are you like defending some? And I was like, How am I defending? We're two separate people and we're just, you know, we're just yeah. talking nobody's like attached to each other and like no one's beholden or owns another person's emotions you know what i mean like a lot of people have these like sort of unhealthy ideas of human beings and who owns their emotions so yeah i'm proud of you brian this is great (laughs) this is this does feel like one of the first episodes where we were we were like really going through like all of our traumas and just finding things out right in real time Let's
1: let's go moving forward. Let's go to let's make our guests do that work for us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tired have, of this <laughs> sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, tired um, of being yeah.
0: sad. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Oh god. Anyways, uh, I think that's our time for this week's episode. That was great. I'm, f- I'm yeah. feeling good. Young me. Wha- is so. there any? Th- yeah. Let's go fucking find a Mister Softie truck and go sit in the park and hear the birds chirp or something um that sounds good uh, um where can our listeners find you
0: ym mayor what about you brian
1: you can find me on social media at it's brian park and uh everyone please follow our podcast page at feeling asian podcast and if you haven't
0: don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave an, a review. You know what? W- or truthful review. I'm not telling you
1: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> whatever we've been your getting truth some truthful. is. I feel like we, we'll, in these past few days, we've gotten, we've gotten some two-star reviews. Oh, we've, really? Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. bringing the truth.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh. Well, bring the truth. Bring your truth. Um, and don't forget to join us on Wednesdays at 9.30 Eastern Time on Instagram Live. I think that's Bye. it. Bye.
1: Bye.